In every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. Fun, 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 fun. Light speed to the wondrous and wonderful. Cover is not the book, so open it up and take a look. Ah, if it isn't the only bookworm in town. What's that word again? Inspired. I have to sing. I have to play. The music, it's, it's not just in me. It is me. We're happier when you don't sing. Welcome to Notably Disney your ultimate podcast covering Disney music and books. I'm Brett Nackman, your host. Here we dig a little deeper and explore the great wide somewhere about everything under the Walt Disney Company umbrella as it pertains to tunes and writing, from the theme parks and television screens to the Broadway stage and the silver screen, if it relates to anything Disney songs, soundtracks, books, articles, or other things that you can listen to, or read about involving Disney, we'll examine it here. On this episode of Notably Disney, we are going to be joined once again by Trent Vactor as we talk about our top five favorite Star Wars film score tracks. In the prior episode, we covered our honorable mentions, as well as numbers 10 through 6, but now we're going to take a deep dive into those top five selections. So I am back here with Trent Vactor, and we're going to share with you our top five Star Wars film score tracks. Um, I know the anticipation has been horrible. <laughs> I, you know, I've been waiting on the edge of my seat. Um, so we're going to share with you our top five. Trent, please lead us off. Yeah, so my number five selection, and I kind of previously mentioned that all of these are just going to be, I want to reiterate, my. they're all my favorites, but and they all have a similar... Um, way of getting my excitement level going just by raising the hairs on my arm. Um, but I think the binary sunset from A New Hope, um, the, which kind of in general, kind of like the Force theme, Luke's theme, um, it's always one that, it's probably the first one that kind of really emotionally connected with me watching Star Wars. And to this day, you know, you can bring it up in other areas other songs um the force theme goes throughout you know the whole saga but um seeing and, and one of the most beautiful images of all time one of the most iconic images of all time is luke standing looking at the twin suns the binary sunset and hearing john williams music that um crescendo and just kind of swell in the background na, na, like that that is Star Wars. Like that, you cannot separate those two. So, binary sense that has to be on the list. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. Um, it is on my list. I won't share yeah. yet where, um, but it is in my top five. And and I guess what I'll just mention um, briefly at this point is that you're right. There are so there's so many moments in film where we say that is just iconic mm -hmm. and that moment of luke looking 
at those two sons, complemented by the music. I think even without the music, it would be, you know that it would be mm-hmm. profound because it comes at a moment where he's kind of figuring out his place in, in the universe and or the galaxy and, yeah. and knowing that there's something bigger than him. But then you have just that that rush of music that is so stirring. Um, it just, it's, it's overcoming. It's yes. simply overcoming. So love that choice. Yeah. Um, my number five is not Binary Sunset. Um, and I should also uh, add to that the hologram um, that is part of the um, same track too. Yeah, um, like a medley. Yeah, yeah. Um, but number five is another theme. And this time I am going to pay homage to Yoda. Um, he is wise, he is quirky, he is poignant, and all of those qualities um, that we associate with the, uh, I would call him Gentle Green Giant, but he's really a, a, a very a very small creature. Yes. Um, all of those qualities are, are so much present in his theme, um, which is sweet, it's magical, and, yes. and I would say that you know, we, we think so much of the action set pieces within the Star Wars universe, but there, and certainly I've, I've made reference to a number of the love themes that I like, but there are these tender moments, and I think his represents that. Um, and I don't know about you, Trent, but when I think of Yoda, I think of another great film creature whose music was composed by John Williams, and I'm thinking about E.T. a lot. Oh, okay, yeah. Because mm. they're both special, otherworldly yes. creatures, and there's gentleness associated with each of them, but also that same quality of of wisdom, as mm-hmm. I mentioned. And I, when I listen to Yoda's theme, which is from Empire Strikes Back originally, and that came out in 1980, whereas E.T. was 82, I feel like Williams borrowed a little bit of um, E.T.'s music from Yoda's theme. Um, I'm not sure if that was on the Mm. top of his mind, but I I see those parallels, and I see parallels in the characters as well. Even though Williams wasn't responsible for the characters, he he lent some of those same qualities. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, And what you said, magical, is a great great descriptor for this one it's just kind of like even as you were talking my the hairs on my arm started to stand up when i started to think about it um it is perfect for him for yoda for that character um and he's he's such a special character to me as well and i think his theme his music is a big part of that but um even going to the last jedi when when he makes an appearance and and just kind of thinking about what he means to the to the entire story of Star Wars, um, just a fan, fantastic theme. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so Yoda Yoda gets his due. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your number four? My number four is from Rogue One. And I had mentioned it earlier in our uh, discussion. Uh, Michael Cicchino's standout work to me in Rogue One is Hope, which um, there's kind of a dual um, side to it. There's that Princess Leia, you know, rebellion, hope side to it. But for me, 
the the reason that I love it is it is encapsulating of the prowess, the power, and just kind of the relentlessness of Anakin's turn after he becomes Darth Vader, um, of what he has turned into and what he has become. But also, I think it was years building up inside of me. When I was watching Rogue One, I got something that I have been wanting, and a lot of the fans have been wanting, you know, for years, which was seeing Darth Vader at the height of his power. Because when we see him, when we were originally introduced to him in 1977 in The New Hope, Obi-Wan says he's more machine than man now. And the the fight, the duel is kind of like, you know, these old guys like fighting and it's not no one's flipping around and jumping. And we've always been told about how great Darth Vader was, how strong he was, how powerful he was. And the only time we had seen it was either in comic books or expanded universe or other things. This was the first time seeing it on screen, Darth Vader, Anakin at his and, – and even this is like you know not what Anakin's full power was, but just kind of like the, the height of Darth Vader's power was in this one. Um, the only thing I had experienced close to this before Rogue One was in uh, – there's a video game, and it's called um, The Force Unleashed. I was going to say Force Awakens. The Force Unleashed, and it's all about – you play as Darth Vader's secret apprentice that he was hiding from the Emperor, and he was, you know, trying to. Over, he was eventually going to overthrow the Emperor. Um, but that game, you, the opening level, you play as Darth Vader, and you go um, hunt down like you, you're killing Jedi, and then um, the apprentice is one of the Jedi's children, and you take him as as your own. Um, and that was the only closeness that was the closest i'd ever gotten to, to experiencing darth vader at his full power so when i saw this in rogue one number one my head exploded and i had to pick up the pieces on the ground but when i listen back to the music i just get excited and i'm like yes this is this is what i always wanted um so this this is another one i can put on in the gym and, and um get me pumped up so um hope by michael giacchino what a great entry. It's it's brief, but it has such an impact. Yes. And, and that it ends with a bit of the Force theme is yeah. just stellar in my book, too. Yes. Um, great, great choice. Yeah. So for number four, I'm also focusing on the more recent films, but in this case, The Force Awakens. Ooh. And I'm talking about Ray's theme. Hmm. And after taking about a decade break from composing music for Star Wars, because that's the lapse of time we had between uh, Revenge of the Sith um, to, uh, to The Force Awakens. I felt like Williams came back with some of his strongest work um, in this film, and Ray's theme, which pops up a number of times among them in the Scavenger track, um, but then we get the separate uh, track. It's just... It's gentle at the beginning it feels like a baby taking its first steps yes. so there's that kind of playful repetitive sound not in the same way as the ewoks but it's i don't i don't know how to best describe it it just i feel like there's a a, a bit of pure beauty to yes her sense of exploration and we see that she's kind of all by herself so 
she's just navigating this environment as as a scavenger and the theme that we hear just keeps playing again and again in new ways we hear the chimes coming in and um and then it just gets full blown into this just epic piece and of course ray's theme reemerges in uh last jedi as well um i think it just it shows her play kind of like with luke with binary sunset where he's kind of looking off into the distance and realizing his place in the world ray maybe doesn't have that same visual moment but what she has is this theme which kind of encapsulates that she doesn't quite recognize the gravity of the situations that she will be entering um and there's just a a a brilliance to this theme that i'm not sure we've heard very frequently in film over the past decade yeah and um i want to join you because this is also my next selection as well um so i'll just kind of add my thoughts here this is the one that stood out to me Uh, my wife and i saw uh, force awakens was the first star wars film we were able to see in the theater together and this one holds a a special place to me because when we left force awakens ray's theme was in our heads and that was the one that we both said that's the standout track if you want to talk about music and john williams that's the one and we ended up seeing force awakens six times in the theater and it just kind of grew and grew and grew and, and now it's both of our i think one of our favorite songs when we saw john williams live in concert we get like oh i hope he does raise theme i hope he does raise theme he did raise theme we were happy we were cheering um <laughs> and that was one of those moments um there was there was multiple times in that concert that um it got a little dusty in the room there was a little a uh, little moisture in my eyes and it was not you know from sadness it was from joy and it there's a, a feeling and emotion that comes out of that. And like you said, that gentleness, that sweetness. Um, and this trilogy is about Ray and we're going to really see that in episode nine kind of it's, everything's going to be tied up, I think, and encapsulated um, that this is kind of Ray's trilogy, but this is an important piece of music. And also, like you said, after coming off like kind of a, you feel like a hiatus and John Williams, the the way that he's able to continue over the course of how many decades and come up with how did like that's the number one thing that I keep asking myself about John Williams how how does he continue to make memorable themes when I thought he'd made all of them I I couldn't imagine another theme Uh, but that's why he's John Williams and I'm not Um, so Ray's theme has a a special place for me um, also connected to my wife Um, so it's very emotional for me when I listen to that theme um, it brings up just all kind of emotions in me, but I, I love Ray's theme. Uh, and I think that signifies what great music does. It transports yeah. you to not only place and time, but also to, to those deep feelings. And yes. um, yeah, I'm glad Ray's theme has that impact for you. So, um, so number three, did you say Ray's theme was your yes. number three? Okay. Okay. Perfect. So my number three is also recent from the star wars 
I, I wouldn't say saga because it's not a saga film, but it's from Solo. So another shout out to Solo. Um, so John Powell, you have my total respect um, for Solo. But in this case, I'm going to recognize the one track that he was not directly responsible for. It's a John Williams piece from Solo. So he actually, so John Williams came in for The Adventures of Han, which is kind of nice because you have that John Williams influence um, within the context of Solo. It's a heroic theme, it's empowering, um, and for me, I feel like it's one of these just epic protagonist themes that could easily be translated to whether it be an Indiana Jones or even a Captain America even though those certainly have major distinctions, but the flair that you hear with Adventures of Han, while certainly distinct in its own right, has enough elements in how it's framed to really work for those other uh, heroic characters as well. So I, I love Adventures of Han. It probably isn't getting as much attention because one, it was in Solo and not as many folks saw it. And then two, it is distinct from um, John Powell's work, but I think it was nice that this is kind of part of that overall package. Yeah, and a Solo was also kind of um, interesting. There was like a Millennium Falcon theme and a Hans theme and and a lot of those things, like you said, it, it, um, it, it brought another kind of entry into the, the canon or the, the, the universe. And I, I didn't that wasn't one that kind of stood out to me as I initially watched Solo. Um, but I think your enthusiasm for Solo has kind of made me want to go back and and watch it again. And I think I'm going to start to listen for those themes because I, I just haven't listened to it as much as, as some of the other ones. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, it's a it's a soundtrack that has a lot of gems. Um, and I, I think even some of the smaller moments um, in the film, kind of like what I illustrated in the previous episode with Lando's Closet, have s- such um, significance and, and beauty to it. So, uh, yeah, Adventures of Han. So, Trent, what is your number two? My number two is kind of, um, I guess, the only entry on our list that is not directly from a film itself, but it's actually from the trailer for the force awakens um and it's the very first teaser or trailer you know the very first thing we got that said there's going to be new star wars so this has a huge place in my um heart also because it was when i first met my wife and um we were starting to kind of um we knew, like I said, we knew there was more Star Wars coming versus um, just kind of the previous material that had already been released. And this trailer, and and usually I don't watch trailers. Um, I, I don't really like to be spoiled on a lot of things that are coming, especially on movies that I know I'm going to watch anyway. And so I don't really watch a whole bunch of trailers, but this one, I couldn't avoid it and I could not say no to it. It was a new Star Wars trailer, so I had to watch it. Um and the music, um, I mean, it, it hits you at the beginning because it kind of lulls you into a, a sense of, um, okay, what's going to happen, like mystery. 
And then the first thing is that, boom, like that that horn, like boom, and and Finn's head pops up, and um, that kind of starts it off, um, and it just kind of builds from there, um, and it, it it's it's probably one of my favorite trailers of all time, and the way it's edited, put together, and um, just the feeling of it, just really transports me back to that time um that there was going to be new star wars who were all these new characters kylo ren um finn ray uh snoke poe all of these uh, everyone kind of gets their 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 piece in the trailer and the music it just builds and builds and builds and it just kind of gives you a great fantastic feeling um so that's kind of why I, I included it on my list and why it, it's a more recent one. So I think it's kind of fresh in my mind of what, why I love it so much. So yeah, the, the trailer music from the force awakens. Wow. And that just, I think that speaks to how impactful not only trailer music is, but also just fitting within the overall star Wars universe. That teaser trailer was something everybody, everybody, had to watch and if you could watch it in the theaters oh what what a great piece oh wow yes i would also add to the the so that was the teaser trailer music but for me i absolutely adore the the trip so the first trailer that um followed it so that was when we first saw han say chewy were home yes that is also pretty fantastic yes too. so those were yeah. two great back-to-back um, Star Wars moments, the the teaser and then the first trailer. Yeah, yeah. What the nice one-two punch there by the by the Disney marketing department. <laughs> so, <laughs> and of course, yeah, you know, music folks. So, um, at, as I mentioned earlier, um, I had hologram binary sunset on my list, so that is my number two. And I don't really have a whole lot to add to what I shared earlier. But I feel like it is representative of everything I love Star Wars in that it has hope, it has inspiration, it has a few brief eerie moments, but it overall just feels impactful. And that's certainly based on what we see being illustrated on screen with Luke recognizing um, that there's something greater than him. So that is my number two all right i feel like i should insert a drum roll so let me add it virtually hopefully that comes across okay on the microphone okay trent what is your number one my number one star wars uh piece of music of all time is the imperial march from empire strikes back um the you could you could say the Darth Vader theme, you could say kind of evil theme. Um, it's something that is iconic throughout pop culture of there's a bad guy. There's evil. Um, it, it's It's been used in, in so many other contexts. but um, And also kind of we associate it so much with Darth Vader now that a lot of times people think it's in A New Hope. Um, but Empire Strikes Back is the first time... It appears, and, and, and Vader kind of has a different theme in, in A New Hope, so it's kind of weird. But 
just the the icon of Darth Vader um, is also associated with the Imperial March. It's something they can't really be um, separated now. Um, looking back on it, but it's. I don't even know if when I first heard it, it was something that was like, well, no, actually, I was thinking about it. When I first heard it, it was already a part of pop culture, kind of like Darth Vader being Luke's father already going into it. You you just kind of it's one of those things you just know. Um, and the Imperial March music is something that is also along with the actual just the the uh, the main credits of Star Wars or the main um, theme of, of Star Wars I think it's it's a one-two as far as recognizability or when you think of Star Wars, what do you think of? First thing is da 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 the Star Wars theme, and then the next one is bum 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 bum. So I think it's number one for me because also kind of an emotional connection. Like I said, when I met my wife or when I first saw her, she was wearing a Darth Vader mask, and then. Um, she also has a Darth Vader tattoo. Um, Darth Vader is her favorite character um, in all of Star Wars. So it, I, I when I was growing up, I didn't like <laughs> bad guys, and I was like, oh yeah, Luke Skywalker is the best. And um, I, I didn't like Darth Vader at all. But now, as as uh, I have a different viewpoint on it, and my wife is, I think, a lot of reason for that. So the character of Darth Vader has a different meaning to me now. Um, so the Imperial March is my number one. What a good choice. Ultimately, however, it is not mine. <laughs> um, I totally respect that. And I and I was thinking about including it on my list or even the honorable mentions. I ultimately decided not to just because I feel like, one, I knew you probably would. Um, but, but more than that, it's so iconic and it it is so wonderful but by the same token i i really wanted to spotlight pieces that more than anything i i listen to um very frequently and that i also just really enjoy i like the cue i i can say i absolutely love it even though it has that signature star wars feel but it's i view it as i guess i view it as more of a even though it's a theme i view it as perhaps more of a brief cue because mm. it has that late motif, like just those few notes and you instantly know it's Darth Vader. Um, I guess, I don't know. I, it never completely resonated with me, but I mm. certainly appreciate what it represents. And what's also nice is to see how um, this was translated in the, in the newer film. So in particular, mentioning solo one more time when there's the recruitment for the empire you see a little advertisement in the background with the theme um <laughs> so that's the the first time that uh, to my knowledge and maybe star wars fans can correct me but to my knowledge it's the first time when the theme is actually used explicitly in the film as a piece mm. of music that people could in the film could actually hear yeah <laughs> so i think that's right I, so that's kind of cool that's yeah. a, a nice use of it so um, so total respect for that. Um, but my number one is a different main character's theme, and it is Princess Leia's. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it has a lot of um, a lot of significance and poignance now, especially after the loss of Carrie Fisher. Um, but more than that, it it just comes into force 
no, no pun intended, several times uh, during A New Hope. Um, and one of the first moments is when, you know, the, you know, the, just the absolutely vile Vader seizes Leia. Um, and then we hear it again during, during that hologram sequence. Um, but I love it because it really utilizes um, the woodwinds and the horns very um, smoothly. And there's a quietness, but it eventually crescendos and there's an epic feeling again, very, um, very representative of Star Wars with some of those contrasts. It's not like any of the tracks really just strike one note. It's there's usually a lot packed in there. And um, I just feel like there's so much depth and intensity associated with her theme that I couldn't think of it. In my book, at least, I can think of anything better illustrative of Star Wars than Leia's theme. Yeah, and I also came to appreciate that theme more um, as I got older, uh, along with Yoda's theme. Actually, I kind of put those together in my mind. Yoda's theme and Princess Leia's theme of both sweet, both um, kind of have that magic feeling to them and tenderness. Um, also kind of the same way that I kind of associate or um, I guess put side by side John Williams Superman theme with with his Star Wars theme. The the love theme from Superman where he's flying with Lois Lane and the, the Leia theme feel uh, very sweet and wholesome to me and, and make yeah. me feel kind of in a similar similar motion. So um, I, I also love that that Princess Leia theme. And like you said, kind of we associate it with even with Carrie Fisher now um, after her passing. And um, it just it's a poignant theme and just makes you feel um, very good. And I think it was used really nicely, too. Um, and again, having more poignance based on timing. But in yeah. Last Jedi, when we see Leia magically float in space after we think she's dead. And yeah. the, theme, the theme reemerges there. And it just feels like, uh, you know, like a little message from Carrie mm -hmm. Fisher. Um, just obviously that, that movie was emotional for a number of reasons. And we'll still see some footage of uh, Carrie Fisher in episode nine, but having Leia's theme inserted there just really hit me. Yeah. And you know, something you just said, episode nine, I cannot wait to see what themes are going to be in our minds and our consciousness after we see episode nine. So I just, I just got excited when you said that. And I just thinking about it. Well, that might be that might be an opportunity for another episode yeah. to to analyze the music of that final film in the saga. So, yeah, um, what a great I was going to say top ten, but really we covered more tracks than just that. It was yeah. um, we covered a lot of material. Are there? Do you think there's like on my list, or I guess I can share with yours? Were there any surprising inclusions or omissions? I think for me. Um, for your list, all of the solo um, music, like I said, it's kind of making me want to listen to it more and kind of um, go into it a little bit deeper. But um, we 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 had talked off microphone um, previously about solo, um, your your joy and and love for solo actually from last year, and it was surprising to me then, and then also. Now looking at your list of favorites of all time, I didn't think there would be as much from Solo on your list. So that's very, um, very encouraging for me. 
Yeah, obviously, I will. I will preach about the John Powell music of solo and, you know, John Williams' uh, Adventures of Han for a long time to come. Yeah. Uh, what What I really liked about your list is that you had some. Um, I would say more obscure choices. Um, the fact that you included the teaser trailer music for Force Awakens was really neat in my book. And I, I loved how you mentioned the Cantina Band uh, under your honorable mentions. Um, and the fact, too, and this was something distinct with our lists. I had each of the films represented in my list, with the exception of Rogue One, uh, whereas you had the Hope theme um, by Michael Giacchino um, on your list. And I, I was glad to see that you included something by Jay Kino because he is one of my all-time favorite composers, but I yes. probably have so much uh, more respect for so many of his other films that mm. perhaps Rogue One didn't stand out as much in my mind, especially when I'm c- putting that in alignment with all the uh, other John Williams work and mm-hmm. uh, even John Powell's. Um, because Giacchino, if you talk about whether it be Incredibles or Tomorrowland or John Carter, like I will be uh, Giacchino's fanboy till the end of time. Um, Rogue One, it didn't stand out as much in my mind, but I appreciated you including hope in that. Yeah, and that one was the one, like I was saying, that actually stood out to me. I kind of had a similar um, background as you with, number one, with him as a composer, and then with his score fitting into the overall saga of Star Wars. Um, I didn't have as much of an emotional attachment to to um, to the music of Rogue One, ex- with the exception of Hope. It's definitely interesting as we're hearing other composers enter the, the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And um, well, yeah, I think we have a, a lot that we're going to be able to unpack with Episode 9 when it debuts in December. But now that we're coming to an end with this episode, Trent, I'm going to, um, per a segment on Notably Disney... Uh, and quoting Ariel, I'm going to ask him my questions and get some answers. So uh, that's part of your world for you. But um, I'm going to ask each of my guests or interviewees some st- standard questions as well as a random question of sorts. So I'm going to have three music-related questions, two book-related questions or writing-related questions, and one random Disney question. So are you ready? Yeah. And mind you, there are no right answers. It's whatever whatever speaks <laughs> to you. Yes. But um, so this is kind of like a uh, just a quick run through of questions. The first music question, what Disney soundtrack did you m- listen to most while gr- growing up? Probably, I would say it's it's probably a tie between Aladdin and Lion King. Um, those were the two, and actually when I was growing up, a lot of Disney movies, I kind of thought, oh, that's for girls. It's, there's a lot of princess movies and, uh, Aladdin and Lion King. These are for the boys. So these are the ones that I'm into. Um, so I think that had a lot to do with me listening to them, their soundtracks more than the other ones. Um, and then as I kind of, my Disney love and appreciation grew as I got older, um, I started to go back and look at a lot of the other music from a lot of the other um, films. But yeah, as a as a kid, definitely Lion King and uh, Aladdin. Oh, such great choices, whether it be the, the songs or the scores. Yes. Um, totally, totally with you on those. Um, number two, what Disney song most recently got stuck in your head? Hmm. 
And are we including all Disney properties? Um, yeah. Okay. The whole everything. Hmm. I hate to say because we just recorded the episode. Um, the the one that most recently got in my head was the Cantina Band. It had uh kind of that it's a small world um kind of earworm like you were talking about got got stuck in my head. But um before today, if we're talking about before today, hmm. I'm trying to think. I didn't have a whole lot get stuck in my head recently. Because actually, as each movie comes out or each kind of um, song, I'll I'll have it in my head for a while and then it'll go away and then the next one will come in. Um, yeah, let me go with Cantina Band because that one is the one that most recently got got stuck in my head. Totally works. <laughs> Number three, what Disney film do you feel has the most underrated music? Ooh, man, there's so many. <laughs> there's so many. Ones that get their due, um, underrated. Or, or you can even mention just one example if that might be easier. Yeah. Um, actually, you know what? I want to also stick with my Star Wars theme. Um, I think the trailer music for Force Awakens, um, a lot of people don't necessarily talk about when they talk about Force Awakens. So I just want to reiterate how much of a um, good edit and um, how well put together that trailer was. Um, so that's what my choice is most underrated, the Force Awakens trailer music. Very good. Very specific, too. <laughs> okay, two book questions. First one, what is the most recent Disney book you read? So this could be anything Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, anything related to Disney. Ah, uh, well, I'm a huge comic book reader, um, so I'm constantly reading m both Marvel and Star Wars um, books. So actually, the most recent one I just read was a uh, – let's see. Oh, Your Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Okay. There you have it. <laughs> Good. Uh, number two, if you could write a Disney book on any topic – what would it be? I would like to I, – I actually would like to know a little bit more about um, the international parks and how kind of the the inner workings or, or the piecings together of the international parks work. So I think that would be my – the book that I'd like to see um, from, you know, from Italy – I'm sorry, from uh, Paris to um, Japan to – China. I'd just like to see overall the the worldwide Disney theme park, um, how how they uh, how they work together. I'd like to see about that. Yeah, you and me both. So let's keep our fingers crossed that yeah. people at Disney Editions Publishing are listening to this yeah. uh, episode. Um, yeah, me too. There's there is some work unofficially produced um, about the park about the international parks, and I know there have been a few by Disney themselves, but they're like smaller. Um, uh, no longer printed mm. um, releases. So, okay, last question, Trent. Which Disney character, so this is a random question, so each episode's going to be different <laughs> with this one. Which Disney character do you most identify with and why? I'm, I think, 
as I told you, I'm kind of a, a comic book fanatic and, um, Disney, when they acquired Marvel, um, just kind of acquired a whole bunch of characters that I've always kind of loved and, and had a great, um, connection to, but actually I think Peter Parker, Spider-Man, um, growing up always I identified with and kind of felt a kindred, kindred spirit and, um, related to, which that's always been one of his biggest appeals was people feeling like he's not necessarily an invincible, you know, superhero, superman. Um, he's, he's very much a human relatable character. So I always identified with the character of, of Peter Parker and, and Spider-Man in general. Um, so I think that would be my, my selection. What a good choice. Yeah, I, I quite like that character, too. Um, well, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you join me, and I'd love for you to share with our listeners how they can get in touch with you um, or follow you on social media if they're interested, because you yeah. put out a lot of interesting content on different things. Well, I always appreciate uh, when I, whenever I get a chance to speak to my good friend, Mr. Brett Nackman, um, so I'm very um, humbled that you asked me to be a part of this podcast and I'm very happy and, um, thank you very much. Any social media I'm on, I'm usually, unless the name is taken, um, is my last name Vactor, which is just spelled V-A-C-T-O-R. Although there is some type of truck company that they always, they'll post at Vactor and it, it's like, Hey, wait a minute. This is my account. This is not the truck account, um, <laughs> but Twitter, Instagram, um, no longer on Facebook, but um, Twitter and Instagram are my main things, and, and you can just find me at Vactor. Wonderful. Well, thank you again, Trent. Um, I Like I said earlier, I couldn't think of any better, anybody better to talk about Star Wars with, um, especially for the inception of Notably Disney. So thank you very much, and uh, look forward to, to talking more with you. Hope, definitely when episode nine comes out, we'll yes. have to get you back on and, and talk about that music. And hopefully Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Now that is going to have an original score, I hear. Yeah. So that's going to be exciting. Well, yes. such a pleasure. Thank you very much. And uh, have a good rest of your day. Thanks, Brett. You as well. And thanks again to Trent Vactor for joining me on the podcast for this wonderful episode on Star Wars film score tracks. And that's notably Disney for you. I invite you to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. Follow me on Twitter at Reports. That's B-N-A-C-H-M-A-N Reports. And be among the first to find out about the release of new episodes. I also encourage you to send me an email to NotablyDisney at gmail.com regarding your thoughts of the show, as well as suggestions for content. So until we turn the page on another chapter... I'm Brett, and thanks for listening to Notably Disney.